funny. Every time you turn around and see that Jason DeLay is still here and wonder why, it gives you a reason for it. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 7, Mets 4 last night in New York. I would not be doing justice to the Pittsburgh seventh inning by only describing DeLay's two-run double into the gap in right center because, oh my goodness, did Major League Baseball's record-setting payrolled roster ever make a mockery of the sport for a few batters in a row there leading into DeLay's big hit. Walks and walks and walks and hit batsmen and wild pitches, and it, it, it almost looked like the Mets were throwing the bleeping game. That's how embarrassing it was. Nonetheless, it did feel, especially after having stranded so many runners through the first six innings, that someone was going to have to come through, meaning with an actual bop somewhere, and that was delay. And that was, in my mind, the latest reminder that, yeah, he is still here. And he is still doing stuff. For the season, DeLay's got a 268 batting average. That's the second highest on the team? Yeah, it really is. 331 on base percentage. A home run, nine doubles, a triple, 15 RBIs. None of which is going to floor anybody. But here's the thing with delay. Management believes, and I've been telling you this all summer while everybody was fussing over Austin Hedges and how management loves his defense. Management loves delay's work behind the plate. They see delay as a guy that they were willing to go out of their way to keep, and they really, really, really hated having to get through down to the minors recently. And every time I think that's founded in his production at the plate, I'm told no. No. It's about what he does behind the plate. The very common Ben Charrington stance as it applies to the catching position. That's his priority. How do they handle things defensively? We'll take whatever offense they give us. I haven't liked this approach. But if it so happens that the catcher turns out to be able to hit at an even decent level, you know, there's some arguments for it. And delay, I was saying this about him back in April, okay? His hits are, for the most part, so lame, so so comically soft, finding random grass somewhere, infield squibbers, just made it over the shortstop's head into shallow left, that kind of thing, plops just inside the chalk in right field, and you go, how? How? Well, we found out how, because in the middle of the summer, all of that good BABIP which is batting average on balls in play. Wonderful statistic that measures exactly what it sounds like. It's a luck factor. If you put the ball in play, 
it stands to intensive, voluminous precedent that you're going to be at around 300 in BABIP. You have a 30% chance of having that thing find somewhere safe to hit. If it's way over that, no matter who you are, no matter how good or bad you are, if it's way over that, means you're getting incredibly lucky and you're due for a comeuppance. If it's way under that, you know, the reverse is true. And I've been saying to everybody over those first couple of months, man, is he coming back to earth? I mean, it's going to be a rocket. And it was. It was. And that was what led to his brief demotion. As well as the fact that it was getting crowded behind the plate. This was before Austin Hedges was traded away. But delay came back right away. And even as Andy Rodriguez was trusted to be the starter, and Andy's had some pluses and minuses defensively behind the plate, I think that's a fair way to assess what he's done. He's done some good things. He's also done some things that I don't think he's going to be doing in a year or two. Delay is still here. Delay is presumably the steadying factor there. Not just for the rest of this season. I think honestly believe delay's been kept and brought back to be that guy possibly even into 2024 now it's convenient for me to bring that up while in the same breath sharing that henry davis went over five with a couple of k's last night he's missing fastballs right down the pipe he's a mess and remember he doesn't have a hitting coach So he's not going to get out of it easily. It's going to be a slog. It's going to take a phone call to a parent or a high school coach or somebody like that to notice something and bring him back into it. Henry's going to hit. Not worried about Henry hitting. But is Henry going to be behind the plate? That's the question we've all been asking for a while now. And what delay offers at least in the interim, and at least as a a safety valve or a parachute to pull, is an option if you're going into next year and you say, listen, we're just going to work with Henry on playing right field. Simple as that. Henry's going to be a right fielder. You're going to have Andy, and you're going to have delay as your catchers. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Dave, who asks, 
BK, do the Pirates draft poorly or do they just fail to develop talented players into successful major leaguers even when the Pirates take consensus or nearly consensus number ones? They seem to end up as middling big league players. You know, Dave, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to do a little bit of a told you so here, only it's on a really long-term scale. So obviously not talking to you, probably not even to a majority of those listening, because this goes back to my coverage of the entirety of the Neil Huntington tenure. And one of the criticisms that I levied against that management group in their final two, three years was that they had drafted so poorly, that they had developed so poorly, that they forced themselves into having to acquire free agents or send prospects out for Chris Archer or whatever it was to compensate for it. The blowback that I got to the first part of that was overwhelming. It, it, it was some of the heaviest criticism that I'd gotten on the beat. No, it's not the drafting. It's not that everyone would shoot back. It's the developing. It's the developing. See, Garrett Cole got here, and then they just couldn't make him right. Other guys along the way, pitchers, hitters, they got here, but the Pirates just couldn't make them right. Well, A, the big league level is not where you do your developing which is a hard thing to explain to the casual fan. And B, they really blew it with the draft as well. This is not a convenient thing in modern debate slash discussion to identify multiple shortcomings. It's become, probably because of politics, so economically easy to just fixate on one thing and pound that issue to death. Why did Cole and Charlie Morton and other pitchers go somewhere else and excel when they stunk here? It had to be the development. Well, it was. They did not do well with those players from either a development or an instructional standpoint. However, concurrently, concurrently, they drafted for crap, okay? Both of these things can actually be true. I'm going to read this list to you, and I hope you're sitting down, okay? Because even if you're sitting down, you're going to fall off the chair. Listen to this. You ready? These are their first picks in the final six Neil Huntington drafts. Ready? 2014, Cole Tucker just got DFA'd again yesterday. 2015, spare part now, Kevin Newman with the Reds. 2016, Will Craig out of baseball because of one play. 2017, Shane Boz, who never should have been thrown into that deal, but has since not really materialized in what a lot of people, myself included, thought he might become. 2018, Travis Swaggerty just released by the Pirates, and I'm happy that he has signed with the White Sox. He's had an awful lot of personal uh, issues, family issues that he's had to deal with, really hoping the best for him. However, point stands, 2019, Quinn Priester just got sent back yesterday. Can't throw a fastball in the major leagues. That's your drafting. 
That's your drafting. Over that time period, that's been your drafting process. Amazing how more than one thing can go wrong at the same time. I appreciate the question way more than I can say. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. 